Hello, hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Sweet 12 Podcast. Brian and Ryan are back for another edition. Hooray! One one more down and many more to go. Many more to go, that's right. Um, we got some news coming up. Uh, we have our list, um, which is the 12 most, our 12 most disappointing movies. And there's a there's a kind of a weird criteria, we'll get to that when we, when we approach the list. Mm-hmm. Then our vault pick will be something straight from YouTube that is kind of forgotten in yeah. in all of the the Star Wars lore and I do understand that most anything is now considered non, you know, canon. But this but, this was uh hyped up for a long time. And it was originally canon. That's yeah. that's the best part is right. that it was originally canon and they replaced it with something else. So so we'll get to that uh when we get to the end of our episode as always. Yeah. So we're going to start off pretty quickly here with with the news. This is something that that uh, Brian kind of mentioned today to me, and I was unaware of it, so he's going to have to be the one to explain <laughs> it to you. Um, uh, the news on the interwebs uh, is that Fox is considering doing a live-action X-Men TV show, which there's superhero properties everywhere right now on WB, on ABC, on Fox, on what NBC, CBS is getting some. So they're all over the place right now with... Supergirl and Flash and Green Arrow and uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and who's, who's the girl now? Agent, Agent Carter. Carter. Agent Carter. So, obviously they're having... Oh, Constantine, but that's not going to last much longer. I think that got canceled. Um, but they're obviously having a lot of success. Uh, Daredevil's coming out on Netflix, so that's going to be huge. Um, uh, I can't wait. I'm really excited for that. Um, there's that other one, the Jessica, whatever her name is. Oh, yeah, Jessica Jones. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know a lot about her. I'll have to read up on her before Luke I get Cage, into it. Iron Fist, The Defenders. Yeah, I don't know enough about her, but it's, uh, what's her face? Kristen Ritter. Thank you, Kristen Ritter. We'll trust the bee in apartment 23. Yeah, so it'll be good to see her and stuff. So uh, X-Men now is going to be a live-action, possibly live-action TV show for Fox, and they need to just convince Marvel to do it. I'm not really sure how I feel about I don't this think one. They, I don't think they can convince Marvel. Marvel would want to keep that in house. Mm-hmm. They've already lost the movie property, right? I think, I think if Fox can do a good job of convincing them, saying, "Hey, we're going to use our movie property to continue the universe," they right. might be more willing to do it. Right. But if they're going to reboot it and try something brand new, Marvel's going to do that in house. They're mm-hmm. just waiting to get their hands back on that movie license. Right. Right. So I, let's say it does let's say they get it greenlit. I just I don't know how. I feel about it. I, they, I, they would, I, they would probably have to make it uh, like the animated cartoon that came after the original one in the '90s. Like, uh, was it X Men First Class? X Men Evolution. There you go. Where they were all in high school. Yeah, where they're all in high school and they're just going. That, that's my guess. They're gonna have to have the school. You know, they're gonna have to have. They're gonna have to have ba- battles and fights. So it's gonna be a very expensive TV show to make because mm-hmm. if you if you have this X Men show and nobody's you know claws are shooting out of their fists or laser beams are shooting out of people's eyes, no one's gonna watch that. Mm-hmm. So, so the special effects uh, cost is going to be through the roof. So, it's going to be really interesting to see if it gets green lit. Then how they're going to do it. So, uh, I'll, I'll be patiently waiting. I'll, yeah. I'll love to watch it. I, you know, any adaptation we have of the X Men is fine by me. So I look forward to it. I'm just a little apprehensive, skeptical. I, I don't often watch or watch. I don't often read comments from from some of these stories. But somebody makes a good point and is joking, saying that they'll. Uh, they can have the X Men TV show if they can if Marvel can get Deadpool and Fantastic Four back in the house. <laughs> so I mean that that there could be some things like that where they get they just make deals. Sure, sure. So that'll be that's something definitely way down the down the road. Not not anything right now, but maybe soon. Um, second, we're gonna skip over this one. We'll do this one last. Okay. Because of how it's gonna be done. Sure. 
Uh, looks like there's going to be a Fantastic Four, or the Fantastic Four. That's what we're going to do last. A <laughs> Ghostbuster, the female Ghostbuster cast has been announced. So uh, Paul Paul Feig or Feig Feig uh, has decided to cast uh, Kristen Wiig from Bridesmaids and Saturday Night Live. Um, Melissa McCarthy, also from Bridesmaids and various other movies and her TV show Mike and Molly. Uh, and then Kate McKinnon and uh, Leslie Jones, who are also from Saturday Night Live. So you can kind of see the theme that, that he's going for here to make sure he's got a full cast of very... Funny. Very funny, very overly, you know, type of like body humor, facial humor, mm-hmm. comedy to, to get this True, cast true comedians. Yes. For this, which is what the original guys were. They were all comedians, with yep. maybe the exception of Bernie Hudson. I'm not going to have to get back to you on that one. I don't know, but he has a, he wasn't psych, and he wasn't really funny in those, but yeah. he was okay. But nobody was really funny in the later years of psych. <laughs> but he was in the first couple seasons. Who was he in? Wasn't he Gus's father? Oh, that's somebody else. I don't know about that. I think, he, I no, think I'm right. No, you're dead wrong. Okay. Ernie Hudson was not Gus's... Oh, Gus's dad. Yeah, Gus's dad. Oh! Yeah, that's probably Ernie Hudson. I was thinking his uncle. No, his uncle's not that. Felicia Rashad was his mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. So he had to have been a comedian of sorts. Or just a good actor, but anyway. But I'm I'm not really hyped for this movie. I don't want it to end up on our disappointed list next year. Oh, you know what's going on. (laughs) If if it does, but we'll we'll see. I I like all the actresses individually. Uh, I think Kristen Wiig was good. Okay, she was okay in Bridesmaids. Um, Miss McCarthy's was okay in her movies, but it's always the same type of humor. Well, she's getting, she's okay now. She's kind of on the, I don't want to say on the, the decline mm-hmm. with their, with her comedy movies, but I don't have another word for that. Yeah. And I, I, Kate McKinnon is my favorite cast member of the current SNL cast. So it'll be interesting to see what she brings to the, to the table. And Leslie Jones, uh, f- I, coincidentally enough, maybe not coincidentally enough, but, uh, she was only brought on to SNL because they needed diversity. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I heard about that. Keenan Thompson yeah. was refusing to do female black roles mm-hmm. anymore because he's got a family and he wants to, you know, it, he doesn't yeah. want to be he doesn't want to be the, the go to for all of those. Sure. So, so they brought in two two uh, two females to, mm-hmm. to play those roles. That's right. She's really funny. I, I have nothing against her. She is funny, but she was famous before. Well, not famous, but she was a stand up comedian before joining SNL. Like mm-hmm. most, well, like everybody most of these is. Are, yeah. You know? So that'll be interesting. I don't even know when it is planning to come out next year. No, I'm still going to go see it. I love Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. If uh, I mean, it's 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 impossible now for them to, to redo it with the four original guys. So with Murray saying he's not going to do it and uh, who passed away now, it's just this past year. I forget his name now. Uh, the, the director, Egon. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Oh my God, that's so name. sad that I don't remember his name. Rest in peace, whomever you are. Whoever you are. Um... While he's looking that up, I'm going to go ahead and go straight to the next news post, which is more speculation. News kernel. The, 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 the tidbit of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadline today reported that apparently Disney is looking to keep Chris Pratt in-house to do not another Guardians movie, which they are already going to do, but they may cast him in the potential Indiana Jones remake. Which I am not Harold looking forward Ramis. to. Harold Ramis. I'm not looking forward to an Indiana Jones revival. I, I'm, I'm not somebody who's against reboots. I'm not somebody who's against, you know, trying something old new and making it new again. But 
there are certain characters that I feel are on the Mount Rushmore, which seems to be, that seems to be something like the 2014 buzzword was Mount Rushmore of blah. Of Mount something, Rushmore yeah, of blah. yeah. And I think that of action heroes in a certain, like, comedic setting-ish, like, I think Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford is on that Mount Rushmore. You cannot replace him as Indiana Jones. And, and I don't think that Chris Pratt, as much as he's a good actor, as much as they could maybe make him a younger Indiana Jones, I don't think you can do that. I, I I know everybody wants to get the sour taste of Crystal Skull out of oh. their out of their brains, out of their mouths, out of their eyes. It happened. I'm, they're still talking about a fifth one. They'll always talk about that because there's money involved mm-hmm. in it. And Harrison Ford isn't going to live forever. Forever. But don't don't recast him. Once once he's once he's gone, once he said goodbye to acting, and once Indiana Jones is no longer being made, don't reboot it. I think I think he's one. I think that's one of the iconic characters you cannot reboot. What are your thoughts? I agree with you, sort of. I I understand that that's the world we live in now, where everything gets a reboot and everything gets a revival. It was hot ten years ago, and they haven't made a movie in you know x amount of years. They're just gonna remake it because that's what Hollywood's doing right now. Because it's a lot easier for them to just keep the fan base that they have and just remake the movie. That way they don't have to spend all of their money on marketing for the movie because fans already know about Indiana Jones. You, you, so, so I get that. You would have to spend and money I, on marketing, though, to show that it's not Harrison Ford. It's it's Chris it's, Pratt, right? It's Star Wars without, I, or, you know, it's it's Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford. Right. It's Star Wars without Darth Vader. It's, you right. know, you still have to, I mean, people have these iconic, you know, th- uh, scenes in their heads. They've got these... The way that they talk and the way that they look mm-hmm. and how they interact. It's, and that's why it's going to be so tough for me because, like Ryan was saying, Harrison Ford is such an icon in the role. He's, and he's so a, when you have somebody else play him, it's gonna now we're going to go down the route of James Bond movies where anybody can play James Bond and we're just going to have different James Bond stories over and over again. And James Bond's a little different because that's, you know, 007's a code name. Right. So you could have that multiple things. And Indiana Jones is not a code name. It's his name. It's yeah. his real name. Yes. Um, I think that the problem with Chris Pratt ends up being that he's too much of a comedian to play Indiana Jones. Yes, Indiana Jones is a funny movie, but to have him put on the glasses and try to act like an archaeologist professor, he's not going to be able to do that. I think we're going to see a it's different too, side too of complex. him, though, from Jurassic Park. I don't think that that character is very complex. I'm not, well, I'm not saying he's going to be a complex character. I, think, I say we're going to see a different side of Chris Pratt in the new Jurassic Park world movie. I'd like to see him be more than one or two dimensions, though. Indiana Jones has a few has, has a good handful of dimensions oh, yeah. to him, yeah. and that's why it took an action actor who can perform all of the different roles, both comedy, action, and drama, to play Indiana Jones, and in this case, Harrison Ford. And he was great back in the heyday. He's not... He's kind of, you know, like any... Like any fine art, it does degrade over time, and his mm-hmm. movies have become less stellar. And you know, he of course can't keep up with it. But I've seen Chris Pratt in a few movies, and Parks and Rec, and it's not—it's always different shades of the same type of character. Yeah, and that's—he's—he's he's maybe have gotten typecast a little bit by that, by the funny goofy guy, because he—he's naturally funny. He—he's mm-hmm. a—he's a tremendous uh, uh, comedic talent, but. I'm excited for Jurassic World. It's going to be a very good... I mean, if, if this ends up happening, I think Jurassic World's going to be a very good glimpse at what he could possibly bring to the Indiana Jones role. And I think that... I mean, he's been in Black Hawk Down. That's a very serious role. He wasn't yucking it up in there. He, he played the role very well. In Black Hawk Down? Yeah. He would have been like 20. Yeah, he was still in the movie, dude. I know, but it wouldn't have been a major role, was it? 
It wasn't major. He was in it. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not doubting you on that he was in it. I just don't know if I would count that as being something that you would say that he has acting, that it changes his acting. Well, persona, he has the ability to do so. You looking that up? Yeah, I'm double checking that now. Zero Dark Thirty, that's what it was. Okay, that's a lot. Not Black Hawk Down. That's a lot. Zero, zero Dark Thirty, excuse me. Some war movie. Susan Zero Dark Thirty, my mistake. He's also in Moneyball, it's, uh, it's right, as Scott Hatterberg. Yeah, the player. That's right, yeah, and, that's, and, that, and but that wasn't, I mean, it was a smaller role. It's a one, but it's a one-dimensional role. Right. He just had to play a baseball player. It's not, again, that's not a huge role that's going to have multiple facets to it. So we could argue this all day, and yeah, it does, it's still it's still speculation. People are already arguing about arguing on this thing. So we're just gonna let it. We're gonna let Sleeping Dogs lie until Disney tells us otherwise that they're going to a reboot Indiana Jones and b that it's going to be Chris Pratt because for all intents and purposes it was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf, and of course he retired from acting yet he's still in movie roles. Right. And but he was not well received by the fans. We'll leave it at that. No, he well and that could be. For any number of reasons. Hmm. All right. And so our last bit of news here is actually something we're just going to kind of do on the fly. We uh, This morning I found that uh, the new Fantastic Four trailer uh, came out this morning. Yeah. So just, I saw, I, we both saw that at work. I think about 40 minutes into my work shift, I, I, got a, I just kind of looked on Twitter and I saw that Fantastic Four trailer for the new one. And we decided that we were going to hold off on watching it until we could do it here live on the podcast. So we're going to play it. You may hear it in the background. You may not. But we're going to probably... Mention a few things while we're watching it, um, and then we'll kind of discuss what happens afterwards. So sit tight. So a few key things from that. Um, we do. I do encourage you to go watch it, even if you're not a big fan of, of Fantastic Four. A um, few things, though. Um, they didn't really show any of the powers. They showed Johnny Storm kind of lighting up in mm-hmm. the background. They showed like maybe the birth of 
the thing. <laughs> you just get pooped out of him. <laughs> it looks like it. But they didn't show anything of the mm-hmm. of the Invisible Woman, which, granted, you can't really show the they showed woman. They showed... Uh, they showed they, a little bit of like Reed Richards. Force, the, perhaps force field that burst. That could have been her, yeah. You know, that could have been her. They showed at the very end, it looked like whatever planet they were on. Because I, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that part of the original comic weren't they exploring in space. The whole, the whole issue is because they were exploring something right. in space. And it looks but then like they had high doses of radiation. They were brought back home and then, then they were... This looks like it's going to be heavily based yeah. about something in, in space. In space, which I don't know if I like that. Fantastic Four doesn't really work in space. you got to be... On ground, like, in Earth, on it, Earth, it looks in like Manhattan. That's where that's where the story works. Part of the, part of the tweet that I saw, and it, it, it didn't really ruin it for me, but part of the tweet I saw said that it was interstellar with mutants. Oh, God, so they're going to be... Well, I mean, based, on, based the on the trailer. Yeah. I mean, it looks like interstellar I mean, a little bit. Hopefully they can bring them back to Manhattan. That's going to be... That's where the story works. It looks works. like they were on Manhattan, at least if that sonic boom was, right. was Sue. Um, but I, as I was saying, Reed Richards, the only little bit of him you saw was at the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like he was stretching out to do something, mm-hmm. and that was about it. And then it cuts to Fan Fan Forstick. Fan Forstick, yeah, the Fan Forstick movie. And I like that they're saying that it's from the producers of Days of Future Past because that movie was that movie sucked. Not that good either. Yeah, I was very disappointed in that movie too. I'm sorry, that didn't make our list. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> I think all these other movies are just that. That's more, well. more worse than that. So, one. Much more worse. So right? I know this is the first it's the teaser trailer, so they're not giving away a lot. It's the teaser, right? Know, in, in, in air quotes. But let's hope that the next trailer that actually is supposed to show more, we can get a little bit potatoes yeah. of the movie. Let's hope that that gives us a better idea of what the movie is going to be about. Because all I'm right. looking at right now is the fantastic fo- the the fan four stick mm-hmm. with uh, very little to do with superheroes and a lot to do with space exploration. Yeah, and I don't like that. So. We'll, uh, we'll save that for a, a different day. You want to go ahead and start with the list? Yeah, we certainly can. All right. One. We got 12 movies coming at you. Coming at you hot. Coming at you hot. 12 movies. All right. So <laughs> uh, the list, as we mentioned, uh, is... Uh, our most disappointing movies, and they're our disappointing movies. So uh, we have had to have had expectations for these movies coming in, high expectations uh, for these movies coming in based on the original movie, based on... Uh, them being, you know, a prequel, a sequel, or something that Mo- most of these you know, we were really, you know, excited to see. Most of these were movies that we would have uh, went to go see in the theater. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, uh, but we would have had to have had an expectation into it. So I had originally argued that most of our movies take place in the last uh, two decades. Uh, which but that's when we started to go see un- movies. It's unfortunate because we did go see movies at that time. So I was arguing movies like, you know, Return of the Jedi were disappointing considering how good Empire Strikes Back was. Mm-hmm. But the first time that I saw that, you know, Return of the Jedi, I know I wasn't really disappointed. No. I found it to be a good movie. You're not. It, and, and looking back on it, yes, you can find critiques mm-hmm. that make it disappointing. And perhaps it's a little glimpse towards the crazy warped mind of George Lucas as it slowly crumbles around him. And and you, you, you look back at it now, you're like, oh, it's not as good. But when you saw it for the first time, and it used to be my favorite Star Wars until I got a little older, and now it's now it's Empire Strikes Back. But, you know, like Ryan said, we, we had to have had expectations for these movies, and I never had any, you know, I, I never was disappointed with Return of the Jedi, so those expectations weren't crushed ever. So, so to have that um, kind of introduction there to why these movies are on the list, we can uh, jump into number 12 sure. for... 
I'll, I'll a start very, a very disappointing movie. I didn't have it on my original, but it was definitely on my short list. I I had I had really issues with the whole list. Right, I think my I long think, list. I think I mean this week's kind of been a little rough, um, you know, both at work and, and and personally. So I the list for me was a little hard to get to, but I advocated for this movie. Uh, not, and, and I'll get to it right away. Number twelve is Avatar. Um, the, not the last Airbender because that was I already because that movie I had no expectations and it even <laughs> it, it even, even under underperformed no expectations mm-hmm. but uh, the Avatar movie uh, starring uh, Sigourney Weaver is the only name I can think of Sam Giovanni Ribisi Sam in Worthington it. was mm-hmm. in it yeah, Giovanni Ribisi I love him gotta find that unobtainium you know what this is this is unobtainium <laughs> you can unobtain that's, it that's a that's a placeholder word if I ever heard one <laughs> what oh, can we, man. what's the name of a mineral that you cannot find or obtain. obtain. Great, great, great. Yeah. So we got that word. Now, now, it's, is, it, is it not obtainium? Is it can't in, find, can't in, find, ob, in obtainium? Can't find obtainium? Unobtainium. Oh, perfect. God, Put that in there. Write it in the script. Brilliant. So, I'm going to get this out of the way. The special effects were fantastic. The, the, the computer graphics. You mean fan They were fan the, the The special effects, the, the music was good. The the whole landscape, I, I, the whole movie clearly took place in front of a blue screen or a green screen because they're uh, blue avatars. But, but the it, whole, looked, it looked I mean, it great. Looked good. It, it it won the appropriate awards for the Academy. It won you know best special effects, uh, but it didn't win for cinematography. Didn't win for best picture. Didn't, didn't win, win for, for best director. director nope. Because the movie itself, the story was extremely disappointing. The acting was subpar, and. The only reason it broke box office records was because IMAX looked, 3D movies it were twenty. Looked great. IMAX 3D tickets were twenty bucks a ticket, and you had to see it in IMAX 3D to get the full effect. Mm-hmm. And you saw it once. You were very disappointed in the movie, but then you would grab your friends. Hey, you need to come and see. You what need this to. Movie is. You need to see it. You don't need to. You need to watch it. You don't need to. Ex, you don't need. You to, need to experience need to, yes. what it looks like, but you don't need to watch and be. You don't need to enjoy anything else yeah. from it. I, I worked at Best Buy at the time, and right when the movie dropped, everybody so was I. geeking. Yeah, everybody was geeking out about it. And so we would talk about it. Oh, you have to see it. You have to see it. The special effects. They would always start with the special effects are so great. And no one ever said, oh, the story's really good. You I, need to check it out. This is an Oscar winning story. Exactly. We, exactly. Took the, we took the best parts from Fern Gully. We took the best parts from the Smurfs. And we took the best parts from Dances with Wolves. <laughs> we put them in a blender. We mixed it up. And there's your story. Oscar winning. It's, and it's not. No, it's not no one Oscar ever said winning. that. It. It, it's, it was just so disappointing because everybody had hyped this movie up. And I think that was part of it. I think people, when they said, you need to go see this movie, they didn't preface it to me by saying, you need to see this movie for what it looks like and appreciate the cinema of it. Right. They didn't say, you know, they didn't say, hey, come look at this movie. It's got an okay story, but it has good graphics. They said, go see this movie. It looks fantastic. Right. And every, everybody. And then that's when 3D TVs were huge. Mm-hmm. And so we had the 3D demo that, set up in the first, store. And people would, just, people would just stand there and look at the, these... Uh, the little snippets of the movie because that was that was part of the demo and it it's still remembering back because I, I sat there they had everybody that mm-hmm. worked there put the glasses on and sit in front of the TV it was amazing it mm-hmm. looked spectacular and then you're like well what else do you like about it well that's really about it yeah it was a stinker yeah it was unfortunate it was a big box office stinker and it's gonna be hard to to overtake the number one spot unless my prediction of Avengers comes true maybe maybe Go ahead. Go to number 11. Number 11 uh, is Matrix Reloaded. Yuck. Absolute yuck. Uh, The first Matrix movie came out, and it was so refreshing to see an original sci-fi movie 
that everybody loved. It had action, it had a little romance, and it was there was a lot of science fiction in it, and and that was a huge draw to the movie going public. And you 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 come into oh man, they're gonna make it into a, a, pre, or a trilogy now. So great, we're gonna see the the, the next installment, Matrix Reloaded, coming out. I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. And then I saw the movie, and I couldn't believe what the hell was going on. When you when you have the 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 makeout scene with Monica Belushi in the bathroom, when you have the raid the rave sex scene, the orgy, the, the, the massive orgy in the middle, the, of, the, the massive middle of orgy sex scene with hey, the world's gonna co- end. Let's all fuck to celebrate. The, it's, I just I don't understand. And that went on way too long. Yes, it did. Way too long. That was like half the damn movie <laughs> was this big rave scene, and then you see uh, uh, Trinity and what's his face Neo, Neo just going at it, and you're like I don't I don't really need to see that in in my science fiction movie. You know, and then, and then they go into the the uh, the part where uh, at the end where the architect is explaining things to you to to Neo. I don't know about I don't know about you, but I had to, I had to watch that four or five different times just to understand what the hell he well, was talking the, about. The biggest issue with that was in the first Matrix they had um, they had really good philosophical themes associated with it, mm-hmm. and so then they follow that up with the second Matrix and they're like, okay, let's add more philosophy. Because that'll make it even better, and so then they get things like the twins, and they get you know this, they they try to throw as much at you to make it as complicated. And the key maker, yes, the key. <laughs> so uh, it's just such a it, it 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 could have been a great movie because the first Matrix was just was fantastic. so great, and this this could have been one of the great trilogies of you know the modern age, so to speak. And, it, and just like Pirates of the Caribbean, it fell really short. Oh, fell and so most hard. Most of it, I think, was because this was around oh, that's, the time. That one didn't make the list. Pirates too. And that's because um, I think with Pirates 2, I wasn't expecting too much, and mm. I got as much as I was expecting. Gotcha. So that's why I don't think that was going to make our list. But yeah, I, you are right. Those were just as disappointing. I think part of it, why these movies were starting to come out, was because Lord of the Rings at the time, they'd filmed three movies at once. And right, they saw right. how great that was. So then Matrix comes back. So, oh, we're going to film two movies back to back at the same time. And then Pirates comes ahead. Oh, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do two movies back to back. And then this started this whole weird trilogy. Technically, Back to the Future was the one they did that first. They shot two and three back to back. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, Lord of the Rings at the time. Oh, I see. Had done all three okay. movies within right, right. 18 months. Yeah, and that became a huge thing because yeah. then they could just put one after the other after the other. So then Matrix says, "We'll do your two do two back to back in two years." And Pirates is like, "Oh, we'll do the same thing. We'll yeah. do At World's End and Dead Man's Chest or vice versa." Right. And, and Matrix Reloaded was so bad that I never even saw the third one until years later, and I think it was only Rift that I saw it. You saw it yesterday when we watched the, oh, the Cinema, Cinema Sins. Sins. I also saw it then too. It, it was it, it was such a bad movie. And it was so disappointing. That that's really that was one of the ones that stood out for me the most. Was I was so I was so excited for it. I loved the first movie, and then you see the second one, and you're like, "What the hell?" Ugh. Moving on to ten. Yep, I'll do ten. Okay. So this one we've talked about. Uh, we've talked about a lot. Yeah, I think we talked about it on some unaired podcasts that are going to be out soon. Um. This one is not necessarily one that I went into the movie with high expectations for, but it's kind of halfway through the movie. I had really high expectations for this movie, and then it was shot down, and in, in true fashion, it was just, I left the movie so disappointed. Uh, Hancock, which is another one of our movies like Wolverine Origins, which we'll get to, uh, that is kind of our litmus test of movies. They mm-hmm. had they had one great script at the beginning. You have the anti-hero superhero who doesn't want to be a superhero anymore, and he's just lazing around, causing trouble, you know, drinking, and uh, he saves, he saves this guy, 
and the guy wants to do something to help repair his image. Yeah, he's, he works in PR. So he, he, he kind of going through this whole thing with with his image getting repaired, and then they introduce another superhero who has some sort of a past, but you don't know what the past is. That's great. They do a good job of concealing all this, and then they get to the point where It gets his, you really hooked Yeah, with, they, with, they, with the build-up. They, they get to the halfway point, which is where his image is, you know, has been restored. Right. And then the movie does a complete 180... And you get a completely different movie in the second half. You get this it's whole. It's like they forgot what they were you, doing. You get a movie now about how heroes don't belong together because when they're close and in love, their powers are weak <laughs> or something. And so then he has to go live on the moon or something. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell's going on here? So they can't be together, but they can still be together. It was it was so bizarre. And I, uh, I applaud. Jason Bateman and Will Smith and Charlize Theron, who were the, the three main they, people in the movie. They did what they could. But I swear that they had five script writers. Two said, we should do this movie. Two said, we should do this movie. And then the head screenwriter said, you know what? We're going to take both your ideas, guys. We're going to put them into one movie. Right in the middle. It's going gonna... to be brilliant. It's brilliant. It's two movies for the price of one. People <laughs> love that nowadays. And it was just, it was bad. Um I was so disappointed. The first half was an easy eight, eight, nine out of ten. The second half was a two, oh. a three, and then it averages out to five, which is our litmus test yeah, in a different in much. a different manner. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but there's there's nothing I can say about that movie that doesn't Ooh. undisappoint me. What about a new list for ultimate litmus test movies? Ooh, the five we, most mediocres. Well, we could do the twelve most mediocres, That's but we could have them from from uh, different genres. Ooh, it's you like know? an AFI type list. Exactly. So the litmus test for action, the litmus yes. test for comedy. The yes, exactly. Test for... exactly. We could do that. that yeah. might be... We'll have to write that down. Let's write that down. On our next podcast, yeah. litmus movies. That's going to be a good one. All right. Speaking of litmus movies, number oh, nine. This is, this is our ultimate litmus test movie, where does it score higher or lower? And we talked about this a few times already, and that is uh, number nine, Wolverine Origins. Wolverine. So disappointed. There is not a high point to this movie. It's just, it's all five across the board it mm-hmm. starts at a five and it ends at a five and in the middle it's a five There's a five somewhere in the middle there there's nothing that just stood out in this movie that was like oh man that was really cool one thing that what was that deadpool brian reynolds oh that okay thing that, that was this that was the movie. saving grace of this movie every time he was on screen it was up to a 10 and then he goes away and you just hate it and you hate the movie it, it it, it was so different from anything that we, we have seen so far from this kind of X-Men crew, uh, uh, with the exception of X3. And maybe that's why um, it did so poorly is because we, we should have taken into account that X3 was so bad that any X-Men movie after that is going to be terrible. And, and It has been with the know. exception of First Class, which was okay. Yes, yes. They redeemed themselves with First Class, and then I was disappointed again. They redeemed themselves and, a little bit with First Class. Yes, yeah, they did. I thought it was good yeah. for, for the most part. But it doesn't make the list because I couldn't have been any more disappointed than Wolverine Origins. Oh, it, it was supposed to be Hugh Jackman's, you know, big standalone picture. He wasn't going to have to share any screen time with any of the other mutants, which is why, you know, I was, you know, I was pumped up for it. It's like, oh, great. This is this is going to be a great movie mm-hmm. because everybody loves Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. He, he that's going to be another one to to recast is going to be take a long time to to oh, yeah. kind of get Hugh Jackman we out talked of people's about that. minds. We talked about that when we did our superhero our superheroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That the whole X Men cast, for the most part, are, are pretty iconic roles now that they've been yeah. doing them for fifteen years. Yeah, Patrick Stewart and, and Ian McKellen. McKellen. Yeah, 
gonna be it's gonna be tough to replace these guys. So so when you when you get a movie that's just Wolverine, that's just Hugh Jackman, and hey, there's gonna be Gambit. Gambit was rumored to be in the movie, and sure enough, when the trailer came out, he was in it, and I was so pumped because they failed not once, not twice, but three previous times to introduce Gambit onto the big screen, and he is one of my favorite mutants of all time. And then they make him into this skinny little pretty boy wannabe with his bowl cut, gross New Orleans mm -hmm. accent, and he's on screen for five minutes, and it was awful. Just awful. There, there was no redeeming qualities with that Gambit character. Oh, who's the new actor playing Gambit? Channing Chan Tatum. Channing Tatum. He's no Channing Tatum. Oh, he's, well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. Who played him? Taylor. Taylor Hershing? Swift. Uh, look it up real quick. I'll look it up. Um, I think it was Taylor something. Yeah. Um, he he was just come Taylor Hirsch. I think he was coming off of uh, Into the Wild, and so they were kind of riding some. Uh, they were riding some Oscar high on that one. Um. Well, let's look at that up quickly. I'll start introducing our number eight movie. Now, this one we had a little bit of a debate about which one would make the list. Would it be the first movie in the series, or would it be the second movie in the series? And we decided to mention both. Um, and I'll mention, since I'm talking about it, and I get to make the rules of this one, I'm going to talk about uh, Transformers number two. I was right, Taylor Kish. I said Taylor Kirsch. I'm going to give myself credit for that. Gold, right. gold star Ryan. <laughs> Anyway, back back on topic. Transformers 2. Uh, Brian had Transformers 1 on the list. I had Transformers 2. And the reason I had Transformers 2 was because the first one was a pretty good popcorn flick, in my opinion. I went to it. I enjoyed watching explosions. I enjoyed watching robots beat each other up. I had no issues with that first movie whatsoever. Megan Fox's coming out party. It, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Go to the second movie, and Shia LaBeouf was not a complete douchebag in the movie. I mean, he was, but it wasn't... I, it was tolerable. Second one comes around... And not only is he even more insufferable, and Megan Fox is becoming insufferable, but they add racist robots to oh, the mix. Oh, they're so bad. They add the, the two gangster-type robots. Gangster comic relief all they can do is fighting. All they can do is become that stereotype. Yeah. All that, that's their, that's One of them their... even has a gold tooth, for mm -hmm. crying out loud. Yep. Awful. It, it Just awful. Not, in the product placement, it was more blatant in this movie, mm -hmm. and the story made even less sense. Was it Dark of the Moon? So, like, something's yeah. hiding in the dark of the moon, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. God, it was just... I was disappointed in that one because I enjoyed the first one. And I know Brian did not like the first one, so I he had no reason to I care for the first one. So he had no yeah, reason to exactly. hate the second one. Exactly. The, the, the first one for me was just, again, another mediocre movie. When I think Transformers, I think Optimus Prime and Megatron just going at it for two hours. And and, yeah, and, and, and that wasn't hours. the case. They just shoehorn Shia LaBeouf in every scene they possibly could, mm -hmm. and I don't care. I don't care about Shia LaBeouf. It wasn't and uh, it wasn't uh, uh, you know nerve wracking for me to see him running around the crumbling city while the robots are all fighting in this big mini in this in this war this little ten minute war. Just have them fight for like two hours. I don't care about the people. I don't care about Earth. Have it be on some robot planet. I don't care. I just want to see Transformers, like the little kid in me just wants like the cartoon version up on the big screen where it's just constant battles all the time. And Transformers. They, they didn't show that at all. More than meets the eye. Or whatever. And, and Chu was, I mean, Chu was by far the, the worst of, of the one, you know, one or two. But you were already disappointed in the first correct. one. Correct. So but my, my first, I didn't have any high hopes for two, three, or four. I, I, don't, I don't want to see any of those movies. No, I watched four Unless the, they're Rift. That'd be I the watched way. four in the comfort of Cinema Sins again. This is the second time I've mentioned them, but they've become my go-to for movies I don't want to see. Yeah. Because they show you the whole movie, 
and they just they tell you what's wrong with it, which makes it so great because you can sit there and laugh and be entertained you know, by a shitty you movie. You know some of them are, are bad, and you, you know some of them, but then they right. point out some more, you know, some yeah. more. Rift Tracks is still going to be my go-to for movies I don't want to see. But see, that, that would be for mine too. But I got to sit through the whole movie. With cinema sense, I can watch ten minutes of it. That's and true. Get the gist. Yeah. Of but it. I don't mind seeing the whole movie because I don't it's, it's, You know, it's like you're watching two movies at once. Yeah, which is great. Like Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, seven. Go ahead. All right. Number seven. Oh boy! And I haven't th- seen this movie. I'm gonna preface it. I'll be pretty silent here. Uh, this is this was a really tough one for me. I was so pumped up. I even went. This is the first time I actually went to uh, the ultra screen to go see a movie uh, in the theaters. I was so ready to go for this movie, being a huge fan uh, of the comic books, uh, the animated series, and, and now we're gonna get a brand new movie coming out. Uh, uh, the young me, the kid in me, was so so excited. Superman Returns was one of the most disappointing movies I have ever seen. Uh, it was uh, Brian Singer d- directed it, right, from X-Men. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're thinking, oh, okay, he did great with X-Men 1 and 2. And this was, I think this was actually before uh, X3 came out. And then you see this movie of, of my favorite superhero. It still is. I know as corny as it is, and I know there are other, quote, better superheroes, but Superman is, is, is my original favorite superhero. And you get this new movie they're giving it a, a, a sort of a, re, a remake but they're they're squeezing it in between superman 2 and 3 so okay great they're they're going to have a, a kind of in the world of christopher reeve that has been established for for such a long time for those four movies and i i loved 1 and 2 when i grew up i never actually saw uh 3 and i loved 4 the little kid in me just loved the the see the the i don't know if it was Dolph Lundgren but it was the Dolph Lundgren-esque character that was like this evil you know, nuclear man versus Superman. It was two superheroes going Superman for the quest for peace. I think it was, it might have been Dolph Lundgren. I'm not sure. I'll, you know, you'll have to Gene Hackman. Get back. Yeah, Gene Hackman was Lex Luthor in all four of those. Okay. And he was, uh, he was pretty good. Who are you looking for? Dolph Lundgren. Mm, I don't see him in here. That's fine. He doesn't have to be. I, I couldn't remember the guy. It was a blonde, big, bulky guy, blonde at 80s at the time, you know, so I'm, I thought Dolph Lundgren. But anyway, um, you, you had this uh, story, this uh, great story that was established with uh, Richard Donner and his first two Superman movies, so I heard this is going to be set after Superman 2, so I'm thinking, great, we're going to have another great continuation of story, Brian Singer's coming off X-Men, X-Men 1 and 2 were fantastic, and then you get, you know, Brandon Routh, he really looks like Christopher Reeve, and I was really excited, and then you saw it, Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey was like I'm Luther. looking at the cast I'm so, here, and I'm so pumped for it, this cast and then, is and then unbelievable. you see it, and you see it, and you're like, what, what did they do to Superman? What did they do to Lex Luthor? He needs to borrow... He needs to, like, bang this old lady so when she dies, he can get her money? How long was he there? How long was he sitting by her bedside waiting for this old broad to croak just so he could have her billions? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so, yeah, thank God she's finally dead. Now we can go on this yacht and go throw kryptonite into the ocean because water makes these minerals grow and then I'm going to have land. Land. It's the exact same plot from the first Superman. They just made it later. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Uh, like, uh, um, Kevin Spacey was the one highlight of the movie, if I could name one. Mm-hmm. I thought his portrayal was amazing. But then you, you have Brandon Routh, who did a good enough job, but the, the Lois Lane character was lacking, and Cyclops was in it, and he really yeah, didn't do anything I just for saw me. That Cyclops and then, was in there. and then you find out that Superman has a kid. Why, why does he have a kid? I don't get that. And it's just so just troubling to me and then he's like super stalker outside of people's windows and and i just 
Oh, it was there was just nothing in that movie for me. It was so disappointing when I left. I I, I don't care about Superman's son. I, I I just want Superman. They they have to do, and this last Superman, uh, the Man of Steel, was 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 pretty good. I just I really need them to have a, a different character other than Jor uh, not Jor-El. Um, who's the who's the villain from the Superman? Lex. No 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 no. The the guy that he fights all the time from Krypton. That was. That they threw away Zod? into the Phantom Zone. Yes, thank you, General Zod. We need to have more uh, like a dark side and a better Lex Luthor presence, and and maybe Mongol or or Brainiac would be great to see up on the big screen. But those are those are a conversation for a different time. But there is there is nothing in this Superman movie that a regular person couldn't have solved. There was no giant supervillain robot that came down from the sky. I mean, yeah, he saved a plane from crashing into the ground. But again, they did that before. They did that in the other Superman from the 70s. So it was all just recycled Superman stuff. And then, oh, but he had to push this big rock out of the water. Otherwise, we would have too much land. What the hell is that? And I can go, I could go on and on. But this, this was just such a, a disappointing movie. Again, this whole list is making me really upset. This is a bad idea. Good thing I'm not drinking for this. Yeah, he'll be doing that after. Yeah, we'll be doing that after. All right, let's go ahead and number number six. Um, we're gonna stay. On oh, this, just the, we're gonna stay on a the lot of superhero movies on the D, here. Well, that's because for for us, that's that's and the big thing. It's the DC you know, comic we, too, and it's, the, so. and it's the DC comics. Number six is Green Lantern, and I wanted to. I tried so hard to like this movie. I he, like Ryan Reynolds. I like Ryan Reynolds. I like Blake Lively. I have nothing against Blake Lively, <laughs> and Mark Strong is in it, and, yes. and Peter Skarsgård. And I'm like, okay, this is this could be all right. But then the first trouble, I, I was glued to Geek Tyrant, uh, uh, the website. Uh, when this movie was coming out, uh, every day I was looking for new updates, and then every day you'd hear something a little bit, oh, they're supposed to shoot here and here, but now it's not working out, so now they're starting new places. And right from the start, you knew, oh, great, this is gonna, this is not going to end well. And then you see the suit, and you're like, what the hell is wrong with the suit? And you're like, okay, I'm going to let it pass. It's fine. It's just a suit. It doesn't mean that the movie's going to be bad just because the suit is bad. And it's just, it was so troubling because you, you wanted more from this Green Lantern. You know, you know what bothered me the most about this movie? His mask was CG. Yeah. His mask. His mask The was little really tiny yeah. eye cover thing that he has that's green. They made the whole thing CG. They mm -hmm. didn't put something on and then put some effects over it. It could have looked really cool. They like, put it, it in just, yeah. CG. So yeah. he didn't wear anything on his face. No. Nope. It was really bad. <sighs> I didn't. It, 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 was, it was so... And, and green, the Green Lantern's not my favorite Green Lantern. There, there are other colored lanterns that I like better, but I understand Green Lantern's the most popular. Well, he's the original. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I I saw this movie in theaters. We, both, um, we went and saw it together. Yeah. And I think we both came out with the same feeling. We were just like, <laughs> yeah. how the... I was like, how the hell did this happen? We keep getting duped to go see these superhero movies. Yes. And they're not any good. And I wanted, I wanted to like it so bad. I'm a huge fan of the Green Lantern. He's one of my favorite superheroes. I just thought the whole, I mean, I thought the whole overall, I mean, stinking on the, stinking, staying on the track of graphics, I just thought all the CG was pretty bad. It was pretty shoddy. I agree. And then that's the big part of the Green Lantern. If you can't get that to work, you're screwed. God, there's the, there's the part where he's pushing the, the fear, the parallax into the sun, and he's got these two jets, and he like lets these straps go that are attached to the jets, and you can see him swing on the on his harness. Yeah. How, you gotta clean that up. You can't let that go to post. <laughs> that's fine. Nobody's gonna notice that. I, I mean, the, the Green Lantern is hard because, you know, you... you you're basically thinking of you know what you what you will essentially is what's going to happen with your ring. But there wasn't anything that was groundbreaking. No, I mean I know, he, I know Hal Jordan's he, not the smartest person. He didn't think of anything. I'm going to think of big fist, and the yeah. fist looked like a Hulk fist, and it was terrible. Yeah, 
And I'm going to think, oh, race cars. Race cars will save the day if I use race cars and a ramp. What? <laughs> Why don't you just pick it up? Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. So, I was, we just, it was so disappointing. And the movie even makes fun of itself because his best friend who finds out that he's the Green Lantern is like, you're coming out party and you chose cars on a racetrack? They even made fun of itself. They mm-hmm. knew it was a bad idea. And then they just put the joke in there just because they said, ha ha, thanks for the money. Stupid. Yeah, well, they put the joke in there. And to kind of, they put that, I think. Uh, to offset the shitty idea. Yeah. They couldn't think of anything better. Haha, we couldn't think of anything better, so we're going to make a joke about it. In next, you know, we're going we're gonna to make a joke about how bad we are, but we're going to make it sound like it was meant to be that way. Ugh. Just, oh. just not a fun movie. Uh, again, so, so sad. Yeah. So sad. You want to go number five? Number five. Number five, Spider-Man 3. Emo, emo Parker and Ugh. Venom and Ugh. Gwen Stacy. It was just there was too much going on in this movie. Ugh. After there after, was there was after the best Spider-Man movie ever mm-hmm. with Spider-Man two. Yep, and Spider-Man one was good. Spider-Man, Spider-Man two better. So we're gonna go Spider-Man three. Okay, could it be better than two? I don't know. Is it gonna be better than it's one? Not gonna be, you know? It can't be worse than one. Though. It can't be it, worse. It, than, it, it can't be worse than one. But it was. It was so worse. We still had the same director. Sam Raimi was in there. I recently found out that there was an interview that he came out and said that yeah, he didn't originally want Venom in the movie. They the the studio shoehorned Venom in because they knew it would draw fans into the theater because Venom hadn't been on the big screen. And we waited two movies to see Venom, well, or, then, or at least Eddie Brock, just to tease that Venom's going to be coming well, later. Well, part of it was I think that. And I didn't read the interview, but I, I would guess that part of it was that Sandman's not a very strong villain. Correct. So to have him in the movie just by himself would be like Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then they threw in Green Goblin Part 2 in there. Again, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. It just, it got so bloated too many with, heroes, with heroes, with the too villains. Many, too many villains, uh, too much weird Peter Parker stuff. What was that? The dancing Peter Parker emo over? I'm going to, I'm going to use the Venom and I'm going to become cool because it's now attached to me But he wasn't cool at all. He was, he was like sexually assaulting girls. And, and, like, just rubbing up against him and doing the finger guns and just like, hey, I'm super emo, Peter Parker. Why? Why do you need to I'm show gonna that? I'm going to go out to dinner with you, my you, girlfriend and propose to uh, her, but then go dance with other women. I'm not going to punch her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Bruce Campbell made his appearance, and that couldn't even save him because he was just a snooty French waiter trying to help Peter with the proposal. Yeah. And, uh, it just, that the whole movie just screamed quick too quick yeah i think they, they, they didn't spend enough time fleshing out the script they didn't no. spend enough time re-editing the they shots they didn't spend enough time casting for eddie brock tober grace did a horrible job i, I like tober grace but he was not good in that movie no no um i just the whole adding plot for the sake of having plot you know adding the gwen stacy love triangle in there which never happened in the comics because no. gwen stacy was dead they, long they never <laughs> overlapped they never overlapped uh it just made it made it an unbearable movie it was so disappointing (laughs) again all of these movies these are this is not a fun podcast right now this is really hard to go through this is bringing me back to watching it in the theater and you see this these movies and you're going what the absolute fuck did i just watch it's so bad actually that's a good segue into uh number four okay i you just moved it now i i did because i i think it makes for a better segue from what you had just said okay okay all right, so that segue then, as I said before, kind of leads us right into uh, number four. Number four. I, I saw this one in theaters, and Ugh, I, I refused. I, ref- I, went, I flat out refused. Went, went at midnight with a bunch of friends. Uh, we were so excited to see it. I think my friend who went was more excited, which just made him even more disappointed. So this may be higher on his list. Uh, but we got to it, and we were all joking about how it's not going to be very good, and we were just taunting him. And then we all went out, and we were all super depressed because we were all right. Um, it's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And 
I don't know whose idea it was to have the script because apparently they did a bunch of treatments. It was Lucas. They did a bunch of treatments on different scripts, and this was the one that they came up with. There was a, a there's a Red Letter Media uh, that does those wonderful Star Wars uh, 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 mm-hmm. prequel reviews. Uh, reviews. Uh, he did one for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and they had snippets uh, uh, of Lucas and Spielberg talking. And Lucas came up with you know Lucas would come up with an idea, and Spielberg would go fine, fine, just do it. You know he didn't you know whatever, just do whatever you want, George. So so I think Spielberg got tired of George's shit. And he just wanted to hurry up and direct the movie and just be done with it. And then and, uh, Lucas just kept wanting to change it and use original ideas. The original idea for Indiana Jones was the Indiana, was, uh, Indiana Jones and the Men from Mars or something like that. It was the original uh, uh, name of, of his first movie. Like, that's not going to, you know, and the, when he brought it to whomever, they're like, that's not going to work. You got to have it, Indiana Jones and uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark or whatever they changed, you know, eventually it changed it to. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Thank you. And so they, they changed it and, and they did that. So it was really George pushing this story that he originally thought of many, many years ago. And the studios told him that that really wasn't going to work. You should, you know, shop it to do something else. And he and he still changed it, you know, to his credit. But now he had this idea that he's been sitting on for 30 years and he wanted to make a better movie out of it. And so then you get this heaping pile of crap. I never saw this in the movie uh, theater. I definitely did. I, I heard it was bad. And so I'm like, well, shoot, I don't want to see it because it sucked. And I, I never wanted there to be a fourth one anyway, especially knowing George Lucas was in on it because of what he did to the Star Wars prequels. And then they show uh, uh, Spielberg, and I'm like, okay, maybe it'll be fine because Spielberg will be in it. And I know his movies haven't been the best lately, mm-hmm. but he, you know, he's not going to make a turd. You know, he'll just make, you know. And so I, I finally gave in, and I finally watched it on, on DVD. And even though my expectations were low, I, I didn't expect the movie to be as bad as it was. I, I came in with zero expectations, and the movie just lowered them to just... Lowered expectations. Yeah, such lowered expectations. And I saw it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, how did they think that this was okay? Because it's, it wasn't. No. It's, it's, it's about these aliens, and Indiana Jones and aliens just don't work it wasn't even i mean it was about aliens but very vaguely until the very last bit of it it was just a terrible i think it was just a terrible story to begin with oh absolutely because it wasn't all about indiana jones and his journey it was also about his kid mutt and getting back together the kid's name is mutt what the hell was that because the dog's name was indiana so the kid's name has to be mutt Mutt. they didn't have a dog in that movie i know but indiana jones did have a dog and she would have known I think I think it was tongue in cheek because it's Indiana Jones and then it would be Mutt uh, Jones. <laughs> no, I'm, that's awful. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying that it was good. I'm just saying that that could be what it was. I hope it's. I, I, but yeah, Mutt maybe, Williams or whatever know. his name was. Mutt something. Mutt douche McFace. Yeah, I mean, we can go on forever and just list everything that's wrong with this movie, and we will do that now. <laughs> Number one. I'm no, just we're not no. doing this in a podcast. <laughs> We will do it all verbatim right now. As we watch the movie, we're going to name what's wrong with it. Everything. It's just the, the, the swinging from the vines thing, the, the, the horrible accent with Kate Blanchett. And, and she's a terrific actress. Mm-hmm. But, even, you know, she couldn't even Those save that movie. Those yeah, the wobble use. Yeah, the wobble use. Oh, it's so bad. And there's the, so many, oh, I'm getting too old for this. And he's just he's so this old crotchety person and he just he can't do anything because he's old all these old jokes and 
Oh, it's so bad. It was just, yeah. it was just bad. No. I, and, and I want, you know, and again, you want it to be good. This is, this is another character from our childhood where it's Indiana Jones. And we stated it before that it's only Harrison Ford can play Indiana Jones. And he's up there and he did it. And they must, God, they must have given him like $40 million. There's, that was just a horrible movie. It was so bad and, and, and disappointing and, and, just the lack it lacked everything that was great about the original indiana jones i mean they, they brought back the original girl from the first one like oh it's gonna be great you know she wasn't doing anything except for you know waiting tables so let's throw her in a movie what karen allen was her name yeah and, and they 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 tried again and they failed and they brought the kid in for like george lucas just bringing in younger people when he remakes these these movies i don't know what the hell his deal is it's just, just, it's just bad, and I, I wish, I wish it never happened. And I know Spielberg, Ford, and Lucas don't give a shit because they got their tons of money off of this. They might care a little bit just for artist integrity, but not, not enough that artist gonna... integrity went out the window as soon as Phantom Menace Number One was being written. How about as soon as they released Special Edition Star Wars Episode Four? Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. And then, and then they did the same thing for E.T. where they replaced the guns with walkie-talkies. Really, Make it more oh, kid-friendly. You can't point guns oh, at kids it's nowadays. so awful. Kids can't have guns. So bad. Don't shoot your wife. It's so bad. Don't you? No. Well, you still shouldn't do that regardless <laughs> if they're holding guns or walkie-talkies. Nobody should shoot anybody. Yeah. So. Is that four? Is that good? It's I just, think it's perfectly enough for number four. It's just sad. Let's go on to number three. It's a sad pile of crap. Which is still more sad. Oh, how long this was, one. How oh, long did we, I think 20 we years. We waited 20 years. Just as years. long for the next Indiana Jones, pretty much. Yeah, we waited 20 years for this movie to, to be released to the theaters. Uh, it started off as a TV show. Uh, uh, my favorite TV show of all time, and I'll still stand by anyone who says otherwise. Uh, At least um, the middle first third. Well, hell, you could even throw season one in there. Season one through 10, 11, 12. Up in that, that point, that that's classic Simpsons. And then... Classic then they, Simpsons. They're, they're penny, I mean, the show came out in what, 88, 87? Uh, 91. Uh-uh. Well, on, if you're talking about on season the... Season three was 91. What's-her-face show. Tracy Ullman show. Tracy Ullman but show. It, but those are shorts. A, well, season two was on its own in like 89. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh-huh, mm-mm. uh-huh, uh-huh. No, I think you're wrong. Okay, you keep going. Simpsons movie, if you haven't figured it out, because we're... We're being silly about that. Um, Simpsons movie uh, had a terrible, terrible premise for a movie. Uh, it, it was basically a long-form episode. Yeah, and, it did not do well. And it came out in 2007, I believe. And essentially, Springfield gets isolated from the rest of uh, from the rest of the world because of their wasteful ways and their pollution. So they end up putting it uh, in a dome, and the Simpsons escape somehow from the dome. Oh, release date ni- uh, December seventeenth, nineteen eighty-nine. My bad. My bad. Woo-hoo! That's on me. So it was less than twenty years, but still, we were waiting twenty years. Um, and they escape. They go to Alaska. It shit happened. It's I can't. I don't even want to describe the movie because it's something that I try to block. Like out they got banned. They got banned from the. From the, ta- well, from the town they because they the were town. they did something that was just the worst. He was wasting. He he put. They, they said oh they yeah, he wasted. put something in the in Springfield River or Lake or whatever get, the hell it was. He had to go get donuts or something. Yeah. So the movie was 07. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, but it was nothing like the TV show from its heyday, and you know, not that we were expecting it to be exactly like the TV show, but it wasn't even a good 
episode from the bad years. It was just a bad episode for an hour and thirty, hour and forty minutes. And it, and it just and it just dragged on. And there, I mean, I laughed a few times. I, I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I, I found parts humorous, and, and that's and that's kind of the, what you can say about the new Simpsons uh, uh, episodes. And, and the sad thing was, is they brought back a lot of people to work on it, like John Schwartzwelder, my fa- my favorite uh, uh, writer writer for the show. They brought back for the movie. They brought back a lot of original writers for this, and and they still just didn't do what they needed to do. And they went through several drafts. And, and the, the, the hype behind this movie, I went and saw it opening weekend with my brothers. And, and we both left, and I asked my older brother, I'm like, what did you think? And he just goes, yeah, it was okay. Mm-hmm. And, that, and those were my exact feelings. Well, and, and part of it was they brought, I mean, they brought back Albert Brooks. Yeah, which is great. Rich Cargill or whatever his name right, was. To be somebody else. You have Hank Scorpio, which is a great villain. Why not use him? Or the better villain, Mr. Burns. Yeah. You don't need to introduce these people. Just have Mr. Burns go on a crazy rich man rampage. And and there's your story. There's your villain. The town needs to revolt against Mr. Burns. They've done it again and again and again. And it works. Mr. Burns is this crazy old been a, so-and-so. It It'll a, be fine. It would have been be a, fine. It would have been a good time to maybe officially kill him off, or at least do something like that. Yeah, he's, I, he's not, he's not even a big part of the, of the show now. I mean, I, the few episodes I've seen in the current seasons, there's very few Mr. Burns episodes. That's because the writers, uh, uh, for whatever reason, it's it's a different. If it's a different style, like that article you well, showed me, it is, and, and it doesn't really include Mr. Burns. A lot of the, well, a lot of the writers now grew up with The Simpsons, right. so it's they might you know it just might be tougher for them because they're who knows. But just the movie it, it overall was just it was it was so it was so disappointing. That that's when in my I mean I knew The Simpsons was kind of on the decline at that point, uh, in my opinion. But I was still excited about the movie because again they brought. They brought back the older writers to, to come in and and make this script work. And so I still didn't want to give up hope. And and, I, and my brothers and I, we love this show. This is the show we watch again and again. We'd go to Best Buy every Tuesday, you know, when the DVD releases came out uh, to get the season, you know, whatever that was out that, that Tuesday. And, and we were ready to go. I'm like, okay, this mm-hmm. is going to be good. I it's still it's the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's this movie from this show that we've just, we've watched for for decades you know it, it's been years years in the making and and you go there and it's just there was nothing about this movie that made it any good <laughs> really yeah, it, I, it was i was so i was so saddened and and disappointed at, at my to see my favorite show up in the big screen finally finally and and Parts were funny, but you, it just missed. It missed something big, and it had and everybody loved the spider pig because ha ha ha. Does love roast spider pig does. And, and and the part where he's drinking the tea and it's really hot and he asks for some more. You know, ha ha. It's really it's really funny. And then the or, scene where he's with the nano lady and they're doing that's, the breathing. That's the, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Whatever yeah. that was, and the big trip with Tress McNeil yeah Yeah. it's just and it's just not and Bart is drinking in the the movie I don't know how I don't know I I didn't really like that Lisa had had an Irish boyfriend and that was that was fine that actually wasn't part of it that I hated but uh, I don't know 
you just you just, you wanted something more out of this this the movie that was supposed to be. I mean, I own it. I own the damn thing. Yeah. Just be just be. I know. I know. As I glare at it and I hate it. I actually don't even think I've opened it. I think I got it's, it. It's out of the shrink wrap. It's I got it as a present. That's just a cardboard thing around the shrink wrap, though. I think I he's gonna go check real quickly, but I don't know how much more <laughs> we can do. Is it still? <laughs> it's still. Listen to that. That's still, still in the shrink wrap. <laughs> this is one of those presents where you go, oh, oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah. I like Simpsons. You know very little about me. Yeah. But A.O. Scott says he'd be willing to watch it 20 or 30 more times. You'll laugh till your knees hurt and you can't breathe. Gene Shalit. Gene Shalit. Gene Shalit. He's not somebody I would call a critic to. Man, this must have been the only good thing that they had about the movie because that's the only thing on the back is uh, A.O. Scott. Yeah, right? I'd be willing to watch it. Dot, dot, dot. 20 20 or 30 30 more times. times As as long as you pay me. I'd like to see the context of that. Yeah. Um. Hold on, I'm going to put you on pause real quickly. We're going to look at we're going to... All right, so thanks for uh, holding on while I look that up. A.O. Scott, out of context. Sounds a lot better than it is. He basically says, uh, 10 or 15 years ago, the Simpsons movie, which has been contemplated for almost as long as the show has been on the air, might have felt riskier or wilder. But the Simpsons, for all its mischief and icon- iconoclasm, has become an institution and that status has kept this film from taking too many chances. Why mess with the formula when you can extend the brand? Do I sound disappointed? I'm not, really. Or only a little. The Simpsons movie, in the end, is as good as an average episode of The Simpsons. In other words, I'd be willing to watch it only, excuse me while I crunch some numbers here, 20 or 30 more times. It's very tongue-in-cheek, because we've watched all our favorite episodes 20 or 30 times. Oh, my favorite episodes, Maybe even more than that, maybe 100 or 200 times. An average episode, I mean, I'd do something else. I'd play a game, I'd read a book while I have that episode on in the back. Uh, why? And that's the problem. The movie is only as good as an average episode, and I think that sums it up right there. Why would you want an average episode as your movie? Why wouldn't you want one of your better episodes up as a movie? Yeah. So he says he says it's only as good as an average. Why? Why would you watch something average twenty or thirty times? I don't well, really. To be fair, I've watched some of those review. episodes twenty or thirty times. The average ones, but they're not the good episodes. But I don't the... watch. I don't watch the average. Is my in my opinion, the average episodes don't exist before. You know, season 12. Well, he says up here, The Simpsons movie provides plenty of amusement for both casual fans and hardcore zealots. It is not better than the best episodes, but his best episodes are okay episodes. It's no 22 short films about Springfield or Homer's Enemy or Krusty Gets Busted or Lisa the Vegetarian. He, those are all season 8 or higher episodes. Mm-hmm. So he's not even counting the really good, mm-hmm. good episodes. So his average episode is probably higher average than our average episode if he's considering those the best episodes i'd hate to see his average oh he put it on the level of trash of the titans and the 200th episode no no trash of the titans was better than that yeah i think so too yeah i think his average is different than ours different standards yes yes so anyway this guy ao i like ao scott he was on he was on uh uh the roger ebert review show when he was off of it for a while, uh, him and uh, Michael Phillips and Richard Roper would do it, and they were all really good. But I don't agree with your opinion, Ao Scott. Them's fighting words. Come, come seek us out. We'll come draw seek a, us out, Ao. We'll, we'll draw a line. Take in the it sand. up, bra. Yeah, take it down. All right, all right. Let's, let's number, go two. number two. Number two is a recent movie, very recent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw this one at midnight, and I think a lot of people did. And I unfortunately, saw this one when this got released as well. And unfortunately, people died at the opening of this movie. Yeah. Oh God. Wow, you had so, to bring that up. I did because it's, it had nothing to do with the movie. And, it, I mean, it, it, but it is kind of key because it 
I did see it at midnight. I had no idea what was going on. I walked out of the movie and I was very upset at the movie. I think I was more upset than disappointed at this movie. Um, <coughs> it was July. It was a Wednesday, I think I saw it. Maybe it was a Thursday. And we have, I had just gotten done watching Batman Begins and Dark Knight back to back. And I was ready. I was ready to go see this movie. I stood in line for my ticket, went and sat in the theater, and no more than maybe 20 minutes into the movie, and I was ready to fall asleep. And it wasn't because I was tired. I was not tired. I was just that bored with the movie and that confused. And I couldn't understand what Bane was saying. And I couldn't Ugh. understand the premise of the movie or why Batman looks so frail after only four years or a couple years of not doing the Batman thing. And it just... it dragged on so long the whole movie the 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 i guess the redemption story of this whole thing was just overdrawn and i i was so disappointed after coming off the high that was the dark knight with oh with Keith ledger's breakout performance and gary ullman's breakout performance as gordon mm -hmm. i mean christian bale solidifying that he was a good batman the for this batman, generation yeah. they threw all that out the window and made this movie villain-centric with Bane, which is not a bad thing. No. But you couldn't understand what Bane was saying. Yeah. They tried to do some post-production work on Bane, and it just made it worse. Well, the original trailer came out, and he had a much more gravel, darker voice. When Gotham is ashes, you have my permission to die. And nobody understood what he's saying. So then they made him British. When Gotham is ashes, you have my permission to it die. It didn't help at and all. it's totally different. And like, so he's like, well, hello, Batman. And it was so and out of place. So, it is because he's this big bruiser, burly type villain, and you're like, why is he talking like he has a, should have a top hat and a monocle on? <laughs> just it's very, and it was it's all very it curious. Was, it was all done post production, yes, because he had to go yes. back into the booth to do it. Correct. But oh my god, I just some of the things he said were just, yeah, it was yeah. just the inflection <laughs> was just it's, worthless. It's Christopher and, Nolan and his weird voices because the Batman voice isn't my favorite from from Christopher Nolan's trilogy. You know, where is he? You know, where am I? Yeah. So he talks really. He only that's another deep voice. So maybe they didn't want two deep voices, so they had to have Bane kind of sound like this. But Bane is supposed to be from Argentina. Yeah. Right. right exactly. Uh, it's a no. It's it's a Latin country that doesn't exist. Oh, I thought he was Argentinian. No, no. It's it's a Latin American country that they made up just for the comic. Okay. But it, it's still he should Charlie. Be, he still should be from there. Charlie, I know you don't like this movie, but. Yeah, is she really bad? That's okay. Oh, okay. Charlie's joining our podcast again because she hates the Batman movies too. Yeah, she just wants to eat her rawhide, and apparently we're picking all that up. Roll them up, rawhide. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I mean, marrying Cotillard is the true. Razal Ghul was weird, or the daughter of Razal Ghul was really weird. And wait, what am I looking up? You're looking up Dark Knight Rises. You were looking up. I don't know what you were looking up. Oh, where Bane was originally yeah, yeah, yeah. from in You're the right. comics. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, in JGL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt did the best he could to be the the Robin character that's supposed to take the reins from Batman, which they Ugh. don't explain no, at all. No, they don't explain at all. And his name has nothing to do with Robin. Oh, they no. called me Robin when I was a kid. Her, her, her. No. And his name has no <laughs> anagram or anything with Robin. It's just, it was just there. It was there for the sake of being there. And Alfred turns into a whiny little bitch. I envisioned you retiring and all this stuff. I, I didn't manage. I don't mind that part as much. I like like when he's like, "I promised your mother and Fasha that I'd protect you." I don't have it. Fuck I, 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 I didn't mind that as much, oh, but it gets a little out of character. 
for him, but I didn't mind it because it shows that he really cares about Bruce. But mm-hmm. the part for me that, that bothered me more than the voices and the Alfred and the Catwoman the poor was was the the was the ending when really when he when ending. he picks up that bomb and everybody says, "Well, you're gonna die, you're gonna die," and he says something along the lines of, "Well, that's just what's gonna have to happen. I have to save the city. I'm the only one that can do it." So he goes in his plane and he flies out there and you see the bomb explode. And then at the end, you see Alfred looking at him at the cantina bar, wherever, and he's th- and he's there. No, he's there. It's not the yeah. dream. No, no, his dream bar. When he he, yeah. goes, he goes every year and yes. he envisions that he's going to be there. That too. he's going to be there too. So. And he was. And he was there. And the way you end that movie, and this is it. Honestly, the way to make this movie not on the list is you have him look over. You smile like he does, and then you cut to the credits. You don't show Bruce there. You leave the audience guessing, did he see him or did he not see him? Was this just like another revelation that they showed you earlier in the movie? You don't pander to the audience like that. It's fine. Christopher Nolan even said he was done with comic books at that. Why keep him alive? Kill off the Batman or leave it open? You just It's just like Inception. The the top spun, or did it, did it wobble a little bit at the end? That's yeah. actually that's actually funny that we bring this up because I read this a couple of weeks ago and it happened in December. Uh, Christian Bale uh, gave an interview about the ending of the movie because it is so uh, hotly debated that uh, how the ending was, whether if it was a dream, whether it was reality, wh- what was going on. Uh, so Christian Bale actually gave an interview uh, about it. He said, "It's a personal opinion that no, it was not a dream. That was for real." At the end of Batman. Yeah. Oh, geez. So this wasn't a dream. Yeah. That yeah. it, was, it was real, that yeah. it all happened, because yeah. the internet was hotly debating whether it was, whether it was just a dream. No, see, I didn't see that. I, did, I wouldn't have debated that at all. I, I thought it was the truth, like it was real, and that's what bothered me too, is that, oh, he's alive with Catwoman, and they made it, and... Yeah. That's... And that's dumb, that's because it. he should have died in that explosion. So... So, or yeah. or at least maybe he, he didn't have to die, but he you know you, you don't have to show it is, to Brian's point. Exactly, just just leave it open ended, just like Inception, and that's fine. And uh, that would have been that would have that 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 little tiny moment there would have, and that it cuts a minute off of the entire movie. That that whole little moment would have just would have saved that movie from it would have been a total. You don't see superheroes die in movies. You know, with the exception of a couple of the X-Men movies. It doesn't really happen. Superman is always still alive at the end. Batman is always still alive at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Green Lantern is still alive at the end. Captain America, Thor, etc., etc. And it keeps going See, on See, but what's on. funny is so you, when, you bring up X-Men and, and, and superheroes not dying, and then they did Days of Future Past, and they're all alive again. And they're all alive again, yeah, exactly. So, so no, they don't die. So nobody, nobody <laughs> stays dead in the comic book except for Uncle Ben. And, uh... Bruce's parents. And Bruce's parents, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. So here's like the rest of the quote. Alfred was content with me being alive and left because and left because that was the life he always wanted for him. I find it very interesting and with most films I tend to say it's what the audience thinks it is. And then he says again, my personal opinion is no, it wasn't a dream. That was for real, and it was just delighted that finally he had freed himself from the privilege, but ultimately the burden of being Bruce Wayne. So yeah, I think like just that's how I interpreted it, but it's stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. It is stupid. I, I... Yeah, if he doesn't want to be the Batman anymore, that's it. Just it didn't say that. Like it didn't show me that all of the evil is dead and he can retire and not be Batman anymore. It it showed that he would, you know, Christopher Nolan was like pandering to the audience. And I think his brother John doesn't he write all the the scripts with Christopher Nolan? Isn't it Jonathan and Christopher that do the all the movies, of Memento and yeah. the Batman's and and uh, Interstellar and and uh, uh, Inception? I'm trying to think of. 
I just, I, it's just the ending. I'm going to come back to it for a third time now. You, you got to fix that ending. That would, it would have been a totally different movie, and it would have been one of the great superhero movies. It was not, maybe not as good as Dark Knight, but it definitely would have been up there in the top ten yeah. because of what it showed. It showed this hero ultimate sacrifice. That's a movie that needs a director's cut and, the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and and, and then and leaves then that part, you know, at the end where, oh, I left somebody in my way or I left somebody, at, you know, after I'm gone to help take the place, you know, of what, you know, yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. And he'll be able to continue on and, and fight the evils and, and rid this town. Uh, my, my time here is done. And, and he it just it would have been so much better. All right. Let's recap quick before we get to number one. Because okay. we are running out of some time here. Yes. I'll just run through quick. Number 12 was Avatar. Number 11 was Matrix Reloaded. Number 10, Hancock. Number 9, Wolverine Origins. Number 8, Transformers. Number 7, Superman Returns. Number 6, Green Lantern. Number 5, Spider-Man 3. Number 4, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Number 3, Simpsons Movie. Number 2, as we just mentioned, was The Dark Knight Rises. And number 1 is... No surprise. No surprise. If you know anything about us or have listened to our podcasts from the past, the Star Wars prequel movies. Um, We had to lump them together. We could not separate them um, because of how... We don't like doing that either. We I hate I we, we used to do that on our in, in the in the original run of Sweet Twelve. We used to lump everything together because we didn't want to make the tough choices. And now we're okay with making the tough choices on separating right, the movies, but right. you still really can't with Star Wars. Right. So my the the reason being, uh, Brian thinks that all three of them are equally disappointing after the other. I think that after Episode Two, you couldn't get any more disappointing. <laughs> So I would put episode two up up there. We can, we Brian can, would put episode one. I would put and episode two. one, yeah, and three. <laughs> but I think I, I, my, my 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 if I had to pick one, I put one because that was the one that to me that had the most hype. I think I think you could take anything we've said about any of the other eleven movies, put it in here, but then add twenty. Well, then add fifteen years of fandom mm-hmm. to it. Fifteen years of hardcore fandom. Yeah, because these other movies they had a following, but. Star Wars is so, so ingrained in everybody mm-hmm. that when episode one comes out, there's lines and it breaks records mm-hmm. and kids love it. And the adults who grew up with Star Wars are looking at this movie thinking, what the hell happened to my franchise? And then they merchandise the hell out of it. And you see it everywhere. Yeah. There's video games and figures and Happy Meal toys or Burger King toys. I don't know what the hell who, who had the license for it. Yeah. And then there's shitty video games and shittier toys. And then you don't think it could get any worse. But then they release episode two, and the movie is even worse. It's it goes from being a movie sort of about politics and a little bit of lightsaber battles to a movie about romance and politics and a little bit more lightsaber battles. But there's and then just more politics. But it's just very terrible character building. Uh, like you introduce really crappy characters in the first movie. You don't build on them in the second movie. You, no. you, you fast forward, what, 10 years? At least. You have no character build. You have no idea where these characters are coming from. This relationship that Obi-Wan and Anakin are supposed to have, it's that's, so a, great, that's it's, a great relationship. You don't see it. You don't see the so relationship. It's so forced on you. There's no, there's no father-son relationship like they no. mentioned in the first movies. Right. It's just these, it's like two bros at a frat house. Yeah, which is not, which is not good. And, you know, he, and, and, Anakin is such a creepy little bastard. Mm-hmm. He's pining after Padme and and, and just and whiny and, and, and stalkerish, angry. And, oh yeah, oh yeah. He's not. He's not very well 
written. No. And, at all. And, I mean, it, it's all on George Lucas for surrounding himself with yes men. And it's on those yes men's fault for not opening their damn mouths oh, and yeah. telling something. Because oh, he yeah. had a lot of pushback in the, fir- in the first three Star Wars movies that were mm-hmm. made. He had a lot of people telling him, no, you shouldn't do that. No, you can't do this. This time around, he's like, "Yeah, I got motherfucking money. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm do, do whatever what I, I want, want and yeah. you can't stop me." And every, and he hires people that are not gonna disagree with him. Right? Oh, that's a good idea, Mister Lucas. Huh? You signed my checks. That's <laughs> so fantastic. <laughs> we've we've never had a character like Jar Jar before. He kind of he's the glue that holds everything together. He's <laughs> just so funny. If we can get Jar Jar to work, the whole movie's gonna be great. Oh, that's great, Mister Lucas. We, I understand you. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so, so fantastic. Uh, we should make him stereotype black no, too. Huh? Nobody. Uh, yeah. Nobody. Nobody had the balls to say, "No, George, you can't do this." And that's why the original producer from the first two movies, first two or first three movies, I don't, I don't know. Have to, yeah, let's check on that. But the original producer from the from the original trilogy, he, he never came. He didn't come back. He he didn't want to work with George anymore. Why not be? Why not work with the guy that helped produce these blockbuster movies, these great movies that everybody loves? And yes, I'm not going to say that they're not without their faults mm-hmm. because they are. Every movie has their faults. This isn't the perfect movie. This is just my favorite movie. And so when you have, you know, these, or did Rick McCallum come, did come back? He came back as producer. Okay, so never mind. Rick McCallum did come back because he wanted his buckets of money too. <laughs> Who doesn't? So I just, I don't understand. Gary Kurtz didn't though. Oh, that maybe that's who it was. Kurtz. And yeah. Kurtz didn't come back after the first two. Yeah, that's who it was. Because then you could tell the huge differential between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was on a lot of his original movies, American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those were and those Julian were great Blacktop. movies. And those were great movies. Mm-hmm. Just like Blacktop, that's awesome. That's James Taylor's movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. Anyway, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, topic. We're, that's we're way getting, up topic. Sorry, we're getting lost in IMDb. But uh, it's uh, to come in after all these years. I'm like, wait, there's going to be another Star Wars movie, The Phantom Menace. I don't know what that means. But I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm digging it. And you go in and this you is see the it. Internet when you can just get trailers. Exactly. Yeah. And so I went and I saw it. And I remember leaving, thinking, okay, I think I think I liked it because it was Star Wars, and I and I like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This is back in 1999. I was uh, 13 years old. Yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, well, I, you I, were not 13 in 1999. I was 13 in 1999. Oh, I would have been 16. <laughs> yes. Math is hard. Shut up, dude. I had like three hard. beers today. It is. And so. You go to this movie, and I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm, again, I'm trying to talk myself into this. I think I liked it because it's Star Wars, and I like the lightsabers. I like lightsabers. That movie had lightsabers. Mm-hmm. I like a I bunch like, of lightsabers. It had a double-sided lightsaber. Exactly. It's like two-in-one lightsabers, and it had spaceships. Mm-hmm. It had space fights. I like. I like those because those are from Star Wars. So, and they were different looking you know? spaceships. And they had, they, they, had, they had alien creatures. Okay, so so far these are these are all things that Star Wars has that that I like. Mm-hmm. When you put them together with this with this cheesy dialogue and the and the horrible acting. And and this character, who's this severely racist Jamaican ripoff, meets a cunt, Jaja Binks. Oh, Mookie Day, yeah, oh, it's just, Day. and he's and it's so Dark bad Logan? with all of the plot holes, and and for it to be a quote children's movie according to George Lucas, but having six hours of aggressive trade negotiations, like <laughs> like how how is that a movie for kids? So you clearly see that he has no direction in this movie. And, and I, I, I can't get past, and I don't think anybody's quite got over how bad uh, uh, these movies are. I mean, I, and for some reason, people like them. And I don't, I don't understand who those people are. And I don't understand why they like them. Kids. Kids who didn't see the original. No, I, I, I've, I've talked to grown-ass adults who actually enjoy the newer movies. Mm. Exactly. 
So, yeah, I, I used to have, like, arguments with uh, my wife's younger brother because he saw it when he was, like, 10. And he's like, oh, this is the best movie ever. And I'm like, shh. And I would always just say, no, stupid. These, are, these movies are terrible. And so you, you have these, these fans who've just been dying and waiting for this movie, and they go see it, like myself and, like, Ryan. And it's, it's nothing but a disappointment. And now we're listening to Red Letter Media. I was trying to pull up because I'm going to watch it when we're down here. Watch the third one because I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, it's fantastic. It's really fantastic. It, he, he does such a good job. Uh, Red Letter Media, uh, for anybody who's interested, uh, does some fantastic. I think they're about hour long. Um, they're about two hours st- long. They're two hours long? Yeah, they're pretty long. Okay, they're about two hour long um, Star Wars um, reviews where he just goes and picks apart every single thing that's wrong with these Star Wars movies. And... There's absolutely nothing that he's wrong about. No, he's done a he, few too. He's he, done. He's he is done so King, great. Like, he's done Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, right. and he's done those. But yeah, yeah. I don't know how much more we can say bad about Star Wars. We're gonna probably do separate podcasts. On no, we're definitely going different to different disappointments of those movies. Because uh, we could talk about why Star Wars sucks so much for hours, mm-hmm. for days. So you can also, I mean, that's a, we can also talk why it's good. That'd be a harder podcast to but, do. I mean, like, uh, we could do it. <laughs> Things we liked about it. Anyway. That's, again, another topic for another day. So that's our list. Uh, be disappointed with us and go watch all these movies. Because yeah. we want to share in your pain. Yes. And we want you to have this was, this was This was a fun podcast to do, but it was a tough one to do because you just you, we remember just going it's back sad. and <laughs> watching these movies. And we're like, oh, it was it was so sad. So I, I'm very um, cautious with my, with my expectations for these big movies now. So yeah. hopefully we won't have too many more disappointing movies in the future. I won't, so, get, I won't get so wrapped yeah. up in it. So. so quickly, um, our vault pick again. We're gonna do one. Um, Star Wars. We're gonna stay on the Star Wars theme here. But we're uh, gonna pick something good about if you Star go Wars. To, yes. If you go to YouTube, type in Star Wars Clone Wars, and we're not talking the new 3D animated uh, Clone Wars TV show that's on Cartoon Network. We're talking the original one from 2003 mm-hmm. that was also on Cartoon Network. That's been long forgotten, very, but way better. Very good series. This is this is what got me excited again about Star Wars after one, two, and three ended. And then they, oh no, wait, was it one, two? It was one and two. This one, one came two. out to bridge between three. Between and, three and two. Okay, uh, two, two and three. three. Yeah. Okay, excuse me. So after two ended, you're still left with like, what the hell was that? What's the Clone Wars? They and don't then, ever yeah, show the Clone Wars. Exactly, they don't. And then they show, you know, I think it was on Cartoon Network originally aired yeah. it. And, and it was, they, they were short little episodes, like six or seven minute filler episodes. Right. But it was really, really good. And it's only about two hours total. And that was between two seasons. Mm-hmm. So I recommend watching it. Uh, it's not canon anymore, which is unfortunate because they took over. They did the uh, the new Star Wars uh, Clone Wars TV yeah, show, which was just a money grab, in my opinion. They, There's some good episodes. I think and some they bad episodes. I think they nailed it on on this one. This mm-hmm. was so good. It, it, I I was glued. I couldn't believe that it was actually. And good. it looks like the it art style from Clone High, which is yes. cool. Yeah, it does a little bit. Which we'll so. get to that in the different podcasts as well. Oh, so I'm sure we will. Go ahead, and listen to that. Um, we're gonna end it here. Uh, thanks for listening. Next week we'll be back uh, better than ever. Better than ever, always. And with a with a with another fun special podcast episode. So I am Ryan. I'm Brian. Take it easy. Have a good night or day, whatever you're listening. This has been another episode of Sweet Twelve from Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. The preceding podcast was written and produced by Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. Intro and outro music provided by Lost in a Name. All of the copyrights to the respective authors. You can find us on Twitter at Sweet12 and on Facebook at Sweet12 Podcast. Download this and previous episodes on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening.